Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. I'm Bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, there's an appellate court for that. Patrick brings the case against his dad, Rudy. Rudy says he has a billion-dollar app idea. Patrick says, this app will never work. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and presents an obscure cultural reference. I've heard it said many times, the original is often the best. Bring the original Judge John Hodgman back. Not necessarily on all future devices, but the ability to download it would be sweet. Judge John Hodgman Subsonic, as good as it looks in its 3D colors and electrotunes, just doesn't have the same feel as the original. Bailiff Jesse Thorne, please swear the litigants in. Patrick and Rudy, please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that he rarely orders apps for the table? Yes. I do. Judge Hodgman, you may proceed. Look at these two adorables actually raising their hands. That's what I get now that we teleconference on this podcast. I can see you, Rudy, and you, uh, Patrick, actually raising your right hands as instructed. Father and son adorables. All right. For an immediate summary judgment. And first of all, you may be seated. And uh, thank you for not actually standing up. For an immediate, because it seems like you might have. For an immediate summary judgment in one of your favors, can either of you name the piece of culture that I referenced as I entered the courtroom? Let's start uh, with you, Patrick. You are you are the the young man who seeks justice before this court. Uh, what is your guess, boy? Um, you will not get it. Yeah, is it a? It's an envelope like situation. An HP ad. Like You're a, never going to get it. Some sort of a like <laughs> not a, this like time. A weird like Eastern European ripoff. Of not the this time. Mac PC ads, but for HP or something. Oh, I like your reference there. I'll add that Mac versus PC ads. I find in Patrick's favor. Sorry, Rudy. <laughs> Rudy, Rudy, uh, how's the reception up there at Big Toad Road? Big Toad Road, clear as crystal. Coming in loud and clear from Big Toad Road, unnamed state USA, presumably. <laughs> before we were recording, Jesse, of course, all the fun stuff happens before we hit record on any podcast. That is the truth. And I learned that Rudy, Patrick's dad, lives on a road called Big Toad Road. And he didn't want me to mention it because he's afraid of podcast paparazzi. Paparazzi <laughs> around his home there. Troy. TMZ reports on all our past litigants. Let me, just, let me just say to all those listeners who delighted in using Google Satellite to find that pool in, uh, in Maine that I said probably didn't exist and had to prove it to me, you do not hunt down Patrick's dad. No. It's okay, because it's actually technically called Big Toad Way, so they probably wouldn't find it. Uh, well, there we go. Now all the secrets are, all the IP is going out, <laughs> being revealed now, which is, in, in fact, part of what we're going to discuss here in a moment. But do you have a guess, sir, as to the source of my quote? I, I have no idea. You're never going to I was it. hoping you would do something from Cheers I might recognize, but... So my guess is that it's something post-1985 cultural reference, which, which by definition I would not get. It is post-1985. It is, in fact, from 2009. And the reason you are never going to get it 
is this website that I'm quoting from uh, is no longer extant. I actually got it via the, uh, the Internet Archive. January 2009, a blog post on a, on a website called conversations.nokia.com, uh, the official Nokia phone blog, specifically the history of Nokia part two, colon Judge John Hodgman. Now, Judge John Hodgman is not the, th the actual thing that is being discussed in the quoted portion. Specifically, I was quoting Adam F. from the comments of this blog post. Adam F. was saying, I heard it said many times, the original is often the best. Bring blank back. Now, this blank, which you might take another guess at, I'm giving you a lot of hints, giving you a lot of chances here. Big Toad Road deserves it. This thing that I'm referring to, this blank that I'm asking you to name, is considered by some to be the first mobile app, certainly one of the first and most popular mobile games that was put onto the Nokia 6110 mobile phone in 1997. The game was created by Tanelli Armanto. Can either of you name the game? I know that there are Judge Sean Hodgman listeners screaming into their email machines at me right now. But we're going to give Patrick and his dad, Rudy, a chance to guess. Is it Snake? Is it Snake? And Rudy, what is, what is your guess? No idea. Snake is correct. I, as I ruled rightly. It is, I rule in favor of Patrick. But since we're beaming in all the way from Big Toad Road, we will not grant the summary judgment because neither of you technically got the cultural reference. And now we will hear the case. Before we begin, Rudy. Yes. Thank you for joining the podcast. Do you have... I, I love podcasts myself. We just finished our incredible Max Fun Drive uh, supporting our community of many podcasts. If Max Fun were looking to invite to its community of podcasts, I don't know, a podcast on Ultimate Frisbee, is there one you would recommend? I can think of several. You really want the best one? <laughs> you know what? I don't care if it's the best. I just want to know, is it the most popular? Well, the most popular happens to be the best. It's called Sin the Fields, and it features uh, Patrick Stegemiller and another guy. Tad Wessel. What is it called, pa Patrick? This is your ultimate Frisbee podcast? Yeah, uh, it's called Sin the Fields. Uh, Sin the Fields? Sin the Fields. It sounds scary. Yeah, it's a sort of deep reference from within the ultimate community that it makes it impossible, Whoa. outside of just the fact that it's about ultimate Frisbee. but It's a the, deep ultimate Frisbee cultural reference? Right, so it just makes it impossible to market to anyone outside of the handful of people who actually <laughs> care about ultimate. But, uh, you know. You got to stick, stick with your brand. I got to give credit for your dad because that was the other thing that happened before we started recording was Rudy did a very dadly thing and recommended your podcast. And I want to recommend it to all of our listeners. What do you play? What kind of what ultimate Frisbee position do you play? Is that a thing? Yes. Power uh, forward? I'm strike a, back? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a handler. Spin, spin thrower? Plate spinner? <laughs> a handler. A handler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually have a pretty serious rivalry with uh, Patrick. My podcast, Bag the Chains, is about frolf and mm. frolfing. Um, and I have nothing but contempt for Ultimate Frisbee and its podcast. There's a lot of bad blood there. One of the great rivalries, mm -hmm. Ultimate Frisbee and Frisbee Golf. It's a little, you know, I gotta say, in a world in which Frisbee Golf exists, as well as regular Frisbee, it's a lot 
for your sport to declare itself the <laughs> ultimate. <laughs> that's a big move that I never really felt was justified. I don't and that's, think John. Tis, that's to say nothing of halftime shows featuring dogs doing incredible frisbee catches, which is by far the king of all frisbee sports. That seems ultimate to me. I don't know that it can, anything can go. That is nay plus ultra in the frisbee world, but it's fair. It's established that that, that is its name from now on. Sin the fields. S I N the fields. S I N Sin the fields, hosted by myself and my uh, incomparably named podcast uh, partner Tad Whistle, um, which is his real name. Just uh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Did he get that name because his parents anticipated he would grow up to be an ultimate frisbee enthusiast? <laughs> They're like, it's it's either that or water polo. Tad. Tad Whistle. Whistle. Anyway, I guess we got to hear this case. I would love to talk about Tad Whistle, of, of the, the, the ultimate Frisbee uh, uh, athlete and podcaster. But we're here for you, Patrick, because you have, have dragged your own father in the court all the way down from Big Toad Road seeking justice. What is the nature of your dispute? My father, uh, Rudy, keeps pitching this app that's uh, mm. not a good app. And it's it's really it's really creating some friction. Um, I don't know if you would like me to uh, define what I think the app concept is, or no, no, I will, I'll, I'll give it in. to the creator. I don't need you to steal his IP. Right. Uh, I'll give it to the creator a fair chance to elevator pitch me in a second. Mm-hmm. But when you say Patrick that that Rudy, your dad, is pitching this app idea, he's pitching it to what, venture capitalists, titans of industry. App developers, who's he pitching it to? Mostly just loved ones whose mm-hmm. the time that he gets to spend with them is limited and he consciously decides to use it pitching over and over again this app. Uh, okay, and how, <laughs> and how long has this been going on, this app pitching? I mean, does it go back to the time of Snake, 1997, the year of the snake? No, it's it follows on the heels of Snake. Um, I'd say about 2017, summer 2017, uh, so right. about four years now is, is how All long right. this has been going. All right. You correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong on the timeline. No, there. I want to uh, let's, let's let's turn Rudy, it over but... to Rudy. Rudy. Well, first, I, I would quarrel with his characterization of how frequently I am mentioning this, much less pitching it. I think I pitched it once, <laughs> and after that, I'm just sort of more taunting them with it. But <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, taunting them with their failure to to cash in on the opportunity that I gave them. Right. You, but, but but no one else has taken up the opportunity. It's not like they've missed the opportunity. The opportunity, the opportunity be, still out remains there. Yes, to be. Although I think we're taken. sort of blowing it wide open by doing this podcast. So someone someone will certainly one of your astute listeners will pick it up. I have no doubt. Becoming well, I'm going to ask you to describe the app and. Okay. I don't know, Jennifer Marmer. Maybe we should just bleep it all out just to protect his IP. Just, just a long. No, no. I mean, this show will then be fifty minutes of one long bleep. <laughs> no, it's okay. They they had their chance. Oh, I'm going. That's right. The world has had its chance. Ru- Rudy, you've you've already revealed your son's podcast. I think you revealed his last name. You've corrected me about the name of your road. It's Big Toad Way. You are definitely tri- triangulatable at this point. <laughs> And I and I am uh, urge the listeners of Judge John Hodgman, an honorable group, if I've ever met one, 
do not go find Patrick's dad. He's a good dad who deserves his privacy. And he's got a, by the way, a, a great ceiling fan. Love a ceiling fan in the background. Good for you, Rudy. I'm leaning in your favor at this point. And also, he's got some IP. Don't steal his IP. Okay, this is an opportunity that Rudy has extended to his son, Patrick. And by the end of this podcast, Patrick is going to have to take it up or drop this legacy in the dirt like a used Frisbee that's no good anymore. Rudy, what is the nature of the app? Okay, it's actually, it's a very simple concept, actually. All right, so you start with a virtual bar, you know, an online gathering place. Make it look like mm -hmm. a bar, right? And then you mm -hmm. have some mm -hmm. mechanism for people to uh, to go off and have conversations with each other in the bar, right? All right. So, right, you're hitting it off with so someone like a, in a so bar. like a booze like a booze zoom so far. Booze zoom, right? Booze zoom, right? And the value here's zoom. the value added. So you're hitting it off with somebody in a bar. You want to buy them a drink. So how do you buy a right. drink for somebody on a virtual bar? Well. You them. This is what the app does. So Jack and Jill, Jack and Jill mm -hmm. are talking, hitting it off. Jill says, "What are you drinking?" Jack says, "Gin tonic." Jill says, "Great, next one's on me." All right? Jack goes into his kitchen, makes himself a gin and tonic in his kitchen. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Two uh -huh. buttons okay. get pressed. Six dollars uh -huh. leaves Jill's account. Five dollars goes into Jack's account yes. with a modest stipend for the website operator, and. With any luck, 20 minutes later, you know, it, it happens again the other direction. Everybody's happy. Just solid gold. Gold. What is it called? It's called Rudy's Place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Okay, I'm back on board. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't I don't know know what it's called. That, that is I the mean, look, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. Now that you know that now it's called Rudy's Place, what I wish, honestly, nothing more is to buy you a drink. Well, I want to transfer you a lot of money to develop this ad. I love this idea so much now that it's called Rudy's Place. If only there were some existing way for humans to transfer money to other humans using online. But that hasn't happened yet because you invented it, apparently. <laughs> well, John, do that's you're overstating the situation here. Uh, Rudy has invented something. He's invented adding a bar-themed skin to Zelly. <laughs> That's the other one. Then has anyone ever used that cash transfer thing? That's the one my bank wants me to use. Yeah, it's the one that lives inside your bank. Yeah. So, Rudy, let me. I, I'm. I I think this is a lovely idea, and I get it. But so, are you talking about the the lucky developer of this app? in your vision would create a virtual conference space like a Zoom or a Google Hangouts or what we're using now, right? But there would be a little a little button down below that would say, you would be encouraged to drink an alcoholic or non-alcoholic drink. It is a social place where strangers meet. Do strangers come? Can they drop um, in sort of like a clubhouse situation? I assume so. Honestly, right. what I just described right. to you is the full extent of the thought I've put into this app. So okay. I just threw it out there to Patrick and uh, his sister Bridget and a couple of their cousins of similar age when we were at a, a extended family shore vacation. And I thought they would 
snap it up and I was surprised that they just scoffed and mocked at. You thought they would snap it up on the basis of the fact that they are what is known as app-aged. Sure. <laughs> Whatever that is. Patrick, why did you scoff your dad? Why did what? you and your sister Bridget and all of your cousins down the shore have a scoff party and laugh at your dad for pitching this app? You know, I think that uh, you have to you have to take into consideration uh, my father's history with technology uh, and his present current situation with technology, uh, and just that I the fact that he would be pitching an app in and of itself uh, was was a humorous idea. Um, and then when that pitch seemed to disregard uh, multiple decades of pre-existing apps and companies and websites. I think Paintball was founded in 1998 or something like that. So, it was invented um, by Snake. Snake right. invented it the next year. Snake became sentient and invented right. Paypal. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that's history of technology. That's just science. <laughs> so at a surface level, that was, I think, where, where the, the initial scoffing came from. And, you know, maybe it's uncharitable for a bunch of app-aged individuals to just scoff at the mere idea of, uh, you know... Uh, a more distinguished older person pitching a, an idea for an app. Rudy, uh, I just want to say that I don't know what app age. This is the first I've ever heard this term ever either. Thank so you. both Jesse and Patrick are making fun of both of us now. Is this a real term or one that you guys just made up in the chat to make fun of us? Patrick and Jesse youths. No, I think it's, uh, it, it is, a bit of illustrative language that I created to illustrate uh, Rudy's description that he pitched this app to Patrick, his sister, and some of their cousins who were all about the same age. Gotcha. Uh, which is seems to be, from my perspective, uh, what Rudy understands venture capitalists to be. <laughs> yeah, Rudy, do any of... May I ask if Patrick or Bridget or any of the cousins... I have a background in investing or developing apps? Uh, certainly not. I mean, Patrick, what do you do for a living aside from being an Ultimate Frisbee podcaster? Um, well, my side gig, in addition to being an Ultimate Frisbee podcaster, is I'm an attorney. Okay, gotcha. Rudy, go on. What about Bridget or, or any of the cousins? I think some of the cousins might might be a little more involved in technology, but I'm just assuming that Someone who's in their 20s and gets excited about an idea can take it and run with it. When you say they might be a little more involved in technology, do you mean that like they bought one of those refrigerators with a screen on it or something? <laughs> I don't know. From my perspective, everybody is more involved with technology than I am. So Let's take a quick recess and hear about this week's Judge John Hodgman sponsor. We'll be back in just a moment on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. 
The episodes will be amazing, and wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org slash newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! It's the Judge John Hodgman podcast, and as always, our show is brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Never more so than now after the Max Fun Drive, our gratitude to every single one of you. We're also grateful this week to have the support of Sunbasket, known the world over as the only meal service delivery outfit co-founded by my friend Tyler from college. Now, Jesse, I had a question about that. Is your question, did Tyler once wear a holographic puffer jacket when we went to see David Cross at the Punchline in San Francisco? Because if so, the answer is yes, and it was very embarrassing. That was on my list of questions. I didn't think we'd have time for it, so I'm glad you answered it. Thank okay. you. Was it, did, did Tyler win the Amazing Race one time? Because the answer to that is yes, too. Uh, I didn't even know to ask that question. Tyler is an amazing person. He is. My question to you is, when Tyler first mentioned Sunbasket to you mm-hmm. and this idea of this meal and meal kit delivery service using super fresh, delicious food products that are perfectly proportioned, no waste, sent to you in an ecologically sustainable way, etc. Were you mean to your friend and wrong and say that will never work? Yeah, I had not tried it yet. And then I tried it and I was like, oh, Tyler, this is really good. <laughs> I only ask because I'm going to tell a little story about that later in this episode. But listen. Okay. You're a good friend. And yeah. you know who else is a good friend? Sunbasket. Sunbasket is a good friend to people who love fresh, delicious food, sustainably sourced and perfectly portioned, but maybe need a little help and inspiration in the kitchen in the form of good food sent to them in a good box. That's Sunbasket. Sunbasket right now is offering fresh and ready meals for just eight ninety nine. Uh, that's a really reasonable price for a really tasty meal delivered straight to your door. All you have to do is toss it in the oven, uh, cook it up a little bit. You don't have to chop anything or prepare anything. It is ready to go. I'm talking about, John, braised beef Penang curry with jasmine rice and sweet peas. Talking about shrimp paella. The, the, The choices are extraordinary, John. At sunbasket.com slash menu, you can check out uh, all of the choices because there are some really great ones. And whether you're a vegetarian, whether you are eating paleo, whether you're on a crab-conscious diet, Sunbasket has everything that you could possibly want. Whether you want a meal kit that you put the ingredients together yourself based on really good recipes they send you, or as you say, Jesse, a fresh and ready meal, which is just ready to go as it is. It's amazing. Sunbasket's offering $90 off your first four deliveries, including free shipping on the first box, when you go right now to sunbasket.com slash Hodgman and enter promo code Hodgman at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash Hodgman and enter promo code Hodgman at checkout. We're also supported this week by Brooklinen, not founded by my friend Tyler from college, but founded by people uh, who wanted to work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available to you without luxury markups. They're making all kinds of beautiful stuff, John. Yeah, you know, I'm very excited because we're we're living in in a time of science. People are getting vaccinated. David Reese is coming back to Brooklyn 
to work with me on a secret project. Wow. And I got to get some new sheets for him for the old fold-out couch because he's going to be staying here. And guess where I'm going to get these sheets from? You do, you can probably guess the John Hodgman collection at Brooklinen. Whether it's spelled Brookline with an N or Brooklyn with an Y and then an N, you can't spell Brooklyn without naming a place where I, John Hodgman, have lived. Whether it's for you or for those newly vaccinated friends and family coming back into your home, go ahead and check out those extra soft sheets, super plush towels, maybe a new waffle knit guest robe from Brooklinen. Brooklinen are so confident in their core products, they come with a 365-day warranty. That's a full year, three out of four times. They've received over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting. And just some personal experience. Yeah. Only about a thousand of those five-star reviews are by me. I mean, <laughs> and I'm, and those are, those are genuine. I'm just like this, this weighted comforter is still the greatest. These sheets yeah. are still amazing. I got to give it up a thousand times, but the rest of them are all just, you know, other people. So give yourself the comfort refresh you deserve and get it for less at Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code Hodgman to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code Hodgman for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. Again, that's brooklinen.com, promo code Hodgman. Let's get back to the show. So, Patrick, l let me just understand. You, the issues are, you. I mean, when I said, why were you scoffing your dad? Basically, you said, this is a, you know, to summarize, the idea itself is dumb. And my dad doesn't understand technology, so he's pathetic. Mean. I'll say mean. That's a hard scoff. Explain to me and to your dad, who loves you, and to the members of the audience who are maybe thinking about investing their hard-earned cash at this moment, who have not yet seen the flaw in the plan of Rudy's place, what do you see as the flaws in this app? Well, I think partially because after you hear the concept for the first time, one of the first things that springs to mind is about the only way that this could become profitable is if it was used for some illegal activity illicit behavior or something like that. And again, uh -huh. the idea of a, a you know, a, someone inadvertently pitching a new, you know, Silk Road or something like that <laughs> is, uh, you, know, it, you know, best intentions ending up in this situation. That's pretty funny. I believe, uh, I believe the new Silk Road is called Big Toad Road from now on. <laughs> that is the new, the new home of the dark web. It's actually, it's yeah. actually made of gravel, but... <laughs> So it's ba it's basically a dark web application with sinister uses. What else? What other are there your other arguments? What would you caution someone before investing in this uh, new app? Well, there's also just a lot of competition in the online dating app space right now. I would I would imagine. I mean, Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, presumably other ones that I <laughs> don't even know about. What's um, the favorite online dating app among Ultimate Frisbee players? Oh, just being an ultimate frisbee player because there's only seven wow. of us, anyways. So wow, you can, it's a it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a it's a it's a cluster of friends. Yeah, yeah, I see. Okay. Um. So that so there's that, and then also again, as we've already pointed out, the functionality already exists easily in so many different ways with Venmo, with Zelle, with 
PayPal. So you're, you're already bo- trying to box out multiple industries at once here uh, to, to try to turn a profit on this. Rudy, I, I may have misunderstood. I just felt like what you were proposing was a place where everybody knows your name, mm-hmm. where you can go to forget all your troubles. Mm-hmm. And you just hang out in a convivial atmosphere. And if you feel like being nice, you buy your friend a drink within this ecosystem called Rudy's Place. I didn't get the impression, maybe I'm wrong here, is the idea that people will would date out of this experience, that they are buying drinks for each other to lead to in real life or virtual hugging and kissing? I can't speak to that. I mean, okay. people do whatever right. they want to do. My, right, whatever happens at Rudy's Place stays at Rudy's exactly. Place, right? <laughs> Exactly. Look, just making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. <laughs> the only value added that my idea offers is that there is a conviviality involved in buying a drink for somebody and and then returning the favor if, if you're still talking 10 minutes later. And there's a social lubrication that occurs there. And this would, this would offer that. That's my pitch. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, Rudy, you pitched it to Patrick and his sister Bridget and all of his cousins by the dozens and his aunts down there on the shore. Mm-hmm. The market spoke, it said, scoff, right. to, to quote the great Megan Amram, who wrote that line for me in Parks and Recreation. Uh, why are we even still having this conversation? Patrick accuses you of bringing this up time and time again. You have said that you are merely taunting them at this point. What is going on? I continue to think that it's a billion-dollar idea if somebody would just do it. Now, this was all pre-pandemic. I mean, do you think I think it made sense now? before the pandemic. I think during the pandemic, right. people actually couldn't even go to bars. It would have been just absolute solid gold, multi-billion dollars. How would the app be making money? Would would Rudy's Place be taking a percentage of every transaction? Yes. Yes. I see. Or maybe just stealing the data and selling it to hackers somewhere. I don't know. You're, no, you're nothing if not honest and forthright. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. If only we could get Google to be so frank. <laughs> Rudy's motto is, sure, I'm evil. That's like, yeah. 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 Right. Why not? So we have, a, we have evidence of your taunting or reaction to it in any case. We have an affidavit from... Patrick's aforementioned sister, Bridget. I'm going to read a a shortened version of it here for you now to put it into the record. Dear Judge Hodgman, Patrick represents the dozens of family members and friends who have found themselves barricaded in the corner of a family party, stuck in an argument they don't want to have, trying to explain the basic components of apps to a man who still pays for his email account. Damning. Damning evidence. Every critic makes him more adamant. As he sees it, genius is often misunderstood. It's made even worse knowing that my dad has no plans to create this app. He's just frustrated that no one else is willing to commit their lives to the million dollar idea he has handed us. Now, I think that must be a typo because, Rudy, you said it was a billion dollar idea, correct? <laughs> At least, yeah. All right, that's a typo, Bridget. Yeah. You might want to, You might want to double check. Give your things a proofread before you send them in to Judge John Hodgman. Continuing from Bridget, so without a chance to be proven incorrect, 
His commitment to the idea is unrelenting. It's been years. Rudy's place is half... Oh, boy. Bridget's really... Is Bridget a lawyer, Patrick? No, but she's showing some chops. Yeah. What what does she do for a living, if I may ask? Uh, She does fundraising for children's hospitals. Well, I bet she gets some money because she is is bringing it home here. Listen to this. Rudy's place is half of a terrible idea that deserves (laughs) no one's time or attention. But... It has somehow become the hill my dad is choosing to die on. I don't know if it's a quixotic pursuit of greatness now that he's retired or a bizarre way for him to process his deep misunderstanding and fear of technology. But either way, it's ruining our family's beach trips. Any support you can provide is deeply appreciated. Signed, Patrick's sister, Bridget. All right. Rudy, I want to ask you about this last paragraph in particular. Okay. How do you respond to the accusation that this is a quixotic pursuit of greatness now that you've retired and or a bizarre way for you to process your fear of technology? Do either of those statements have any resonance with you? Uh, Not the former, maybe the latter. The latter being misunderstanding or fear about technology. I wouldn't say misunderstanding or fear. I would say understanding and loathing. Ah. I don't like technology. I don't like the internet. So I guess, honestly, this is really just a way of sort of taunting my the younger generation with the absurdity of the <laughs> culture that they have been forced to live in. That's you're really doing what it, it is. You're doing it for the lulls. <laughs> you're trolling your children and their cousins. <laughs> with with this idea, which you don't truly believe in because it produces pleasure for well, you. Well, no, wait, no, wait. <clears throat> I still believe in the idea. <laughs> the fact that it is ridiculous and grotesque is not mutually exclusive with it being a billion-dollar idea on the Internet. Rudy, it says here that you are, you retired last year from a career in energy and environmental policy, and you are now pursuing a doctorate PhD in philosophy focusing on technology, the thing you claim to hate. Yes. Why are you taking this doctorate in technology? You really want to go down this road? Um, <laughs> yeah, I want to go down that big toad road. Okay. Push me the toad, baby. <laughs> I'm going to ride okay. till I can't no more. I, I mean, to. <laughs> We could spend a lot of time on that. I guess I'm pursuing the the theme that technology is reducing the human self to an aggregate of commercial data. It's empowering totalitarian surveillance states. It's reducing mental functions to replace judgment with obedience. Uh, It's erasing the notion of objective truth where information and truth are just what feels good. And since people spend their whole lives staring at screens, it turns out what feels good is rage. So I could go on. I like this podcast a lot. You know, Judge John Hodgman began as a segment on Jesse's podcast here on the Maximum Fun Network, Jordan, Jesse, Go. And then it spun off into its own podcast. So I kind of feel like maybe, uh, Patrick, the solution here is for your dad to have a segment on Sin the Fields. (laughs) <laughs> where he, you know what I mean? Where he just talks about 
the danger and evils of technology. You're not, are you talking about podcasts in, the, in your portfolio of woe that you just laid out there for us, Rudy? I, okay. At risk of sounding like I'm sucking up, I will say I, I do like podcasts. Uh, podcasts mm-hmm. are probably the closest that the internet comes to actually fulfilling the promise that it made 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Back oh. when Snake was invented. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is the most super highway like of the internet's information. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay. So, you, po- podcasts themselves are not just a, a, a vehicle for rage and uh, and obedience and totalitarianism. Right. Not well. Not this one. Not yet. Anyway. So, Patrick, what do you what 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 do you want me to rule in this situation? Well, I think that Bridget really. Uh, hits the nail on the head here, getting at the deep irony of how this man who loathes technology uh, burden shifts technical know-how onto all of those around him, um, as evidenced by the just everything that went into getting this podcast appearance in the first place, uh, is now essentially trolling his family and becoming the monster that he claims to, to be trying to save the rest of us from. Yes, but he's not using technology to do it. He's Just, stoking rage for his own enjoyment in person, the way it used to be done. <laughs> Classic meat space trolling. Um, so I would like you to rule uh, that um, you issue an injunction on him continuing to pitch this app idea uh, which, despite what he has said earlier, is one of the three things that he talks about with the rest of the family at this point. He misrepresents how often he brings up Rudy's place. This is correct. Only when we get together. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, this is true. He's not sending blast emails out to people. I guess it, it is mostly, it's an analog pitch. It's an in-person pitch. I'll keep what are the other two things that, is, that are in his repertoire? Conversation um, down the shore. The tension between his love of uh, seafaring craft and his fear of sharks. Great. And I mean, easy answer to that one. Gonna need a bigger boat, right? <laughs> you actually have no idea how scarring just even quoting Jaws is for him. He's he's still got deep Jaws trauma. It's true. Um, sure. And uh, I would say the other one is probably extolling the virtues of the 1970s Minnesota Vikings defensive line. This is three great dad conversations. I mean, I dare say you're lucky to you know you're lucky to have a dad a dad and and a and a relationship with your dad that is positive. Most people who have those things get one dad conversation. This is three great topics. Yeah. Usually when you're talking to your dad, you don't get, you, you have to talk about big block versus small block, something like that. You don't get to talk about the Minnesota Vikings legendary purple people eaters. Thank you. To be clear, to be clear, I'm not asking that you make him not my dad. That, I don't know if you have the jurisdictional <laughs> capabilities to do that. Thank you for clarifying that, Patrick. <laughs> I hadn't considered that. Counselor so stipulated. <laughs> I, do, I, do, I forgot that I do have that power. <laughs> Rudy, if I were to rule in your favor, how would you have me rule? Um, I have to say, having heard Patrick's plea there, I don't know if this ever happens on your podcast, but I realize, he's made me realize that I have been... Uh, expressing my technophobia 
uh, taking it out on innocent people like Patrick and his sister and their cousins. Oh, because he said that you were you were like trolling them. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to point out, uh, I love that you love your son, but I said it first. It's fine if you want to credit him. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> but uh, I really teed that up for him. Yes. But go on. Please say, continue well, I'm going to give the credit to my, to my son, though. I'll give that IP away. Okay. I have to concede that I should probably stop because I'm not honestly pitching a billion-dollar app to them anymore. I'm just taunting and tormenting them for being young internet people and that's not their fault so i don't know here's here's what i would like though yeah i would like to uh you can reverse your your charge to your listeners that they not take this idea open it up any of your listeners wants to take it and run with it please do but you need to order them that if they do it they have to call it rudy's place Absolutely so ordered. Even before I make my verdict, which now seems a foregone conclusion, but we'll have to see. John, that's a, that's a Creative Commons CCRP license. Uh, it's a standard sub-license that you can use it for commercial purposes, but you have to call it Rudy's Place. And if they make a billion dollars on it, sir, can they buy a super yacht? No, please. Oh. Why not? Because I hate super yachts. I don't Somehow wanna, I knew that. I don't want to be part of somebody getting a super yacht. Yeah. Too big of boat, John. Yeah, but it would seem that of all the boats, a super yacht might be the, the most shark proof. Yes. <laughs> super yachts produce more carbon than a small country. So, But that's a whole other topic. One last thing before I go into my uh, chambers uh, to make my decision. Uh, Rudy, when Patrick and Bridget and their cousins and by the dozens and their aunts down by the shore scoffed your idea initially and ongoing, how did it make you feel? Uh, honestly, I was surprised the first time because I, I thought and continue to think that it was a commercially viable idea. Um, didn't make me feel upset in any way. Okay. Uh, but I, I, you know... <laughs> I would like to reserve the, the right, if possible, to bring it up occasionally. <laughs> just occasionally. I can't just let it go. Especially if somebody does it, it becomes Rudy's place. And, and as a billion dollars, someone becomes a billionaire, then I certainly have to be able to taunt them. Well, that is a different situation. Yes, if a listener to Judge John Hodgman takes the idea of Rudy's place, calls it Rudy's place, runs with it, you get to keep the money as long as you don't buy a super yacht, but Rudy himself retains bragging and taunting rights. Fair enough? That sounds fair. Right. Now, as to the decision as to whether you're ever going to mention this idea again in the future or not, that remains for me to decide. I'm going to go into my chambers now, which I'm a little embarrassed to say are here on my super yacht. I'm going into the planetarium in my super yacht. I'll be back in a moment uh, with my bird. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Patrick, how do you feel about your chances? Uh, you know, I mean, I think I'm a little unclear on exactly what the ruling is going to be or what even the terms of the ruling could be based on the admission that uh, my father, Rudy, just made. Um, I feel that particularly with the great assist from Bridget, uh, we've made a very compelling case that both 
uh, this is not an app that is going to be successful, and that uh, it's basically impossible for us to conclude anything other than that he's just tormenting us at this point by continuing to bring it up. So I think with those two uh, pieces of evidence established pretty well, I think that uh, the judge will rule in our favor. Or to use the language of your podcast, you're ready to kick a field goal. <laughs> Rudy, how do you feel about your chances? Uh, I feel uh, I feel a little chastened as I as I listen to Patrick and and Bridget's affidavit and the judge, and came to realize how, that um, I that I have just been tormenting this younger generation for something that's not really their fault. Uh, on the other hand, I don't. I feel pretty confident that that this is a good idea. That the judge will believe that it is potentially a good commercial idea. So as long as I'm still allowed to mention it at least once a year, I'll feel okay. Rudy, do you know that you basically invented the hot Silicon Valley guys talking to each other on the phone app Clubhouse? <laughs> I, I'm not going to be responsible for the use that people make of this thing. Okay, Patrick, you've been making fun of your dad's idea this entire time, and he's basically literally describing the hottest startup app in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not bar-themed or called Rudy's Place, but I think we can all agree that that would make the existing app better. <laughs> I, I'll agree that Rudy's Place is certainly a better name than Clubhouse. Well, we'll see what Judge Hodgman has to say about all this when he comes back in just a moment. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. And you can join them by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad. And I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up, seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply.
The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2020-24. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom and presents his verdict. How old are you, Patrick? Uh, I'm 28. 28 years old. When I was in my 20s, when I was your age, it was, oh, uh, just uh, two years after Snake was loaded onto the Nokia 6110. And, uh, but around that time, you know, we had the internet and there, and, and someone we knew was, was dating an older fella and he had the idea for creating what we do now know to be a social network. It had not existed before that time. And this guy, Barry, he wanted to create a, a place where people could uh, hang out together online. And he hired two younger people to consult on this project with him to create this website where people could hang out together online. And they ultimately parted because Barry insisted against their, uh, against their objections that this online meeting place should be called um, hangouttown.com. And I agreed with those younger people at the time. But Barry was right. We The idea of people hanging out online had not been invented yet. And Barry did it, hangouttown.com. And if only he had gone forward with that terrible, terrible, terrible domain name. Maybe he would be, and maybe he is now a, a multi-billionaire. I don't know. I'm just saying historically, I have a bad time evaluating business ideas. Around the same time I was on a bicycle in Central Park, New York City, where I live. Jonathan Colton, my friend, was on the bicycle next to me. We were biking together like friends in a French movie. And as we bike slowly along, he says, I have an idea for an online business. This business, people don't have time to cook. Bear in mind, this is, this is around the time, you know, 1998 or so. People don't have to cook. The business I'm proposing is that we send perfectly portioned ingredients to people at their homes as a meal kit, and they make the food at home. This dude invented Sunbasket right next to me. Sorry, Jesse. I know that Sunbasket 
is the creation of your friend from college. But I'm just saying that Jonathan Colton was right there on a bicycle with this idea 15, 20 years early. And, and, and it is the idea that allows podcasts to exist. And you know what I told him? It'll never work. Hangout Town won't work. Proto Sunbasket won't work. And then Jonathan Colton came to me a few years later and said, you know what exists podcast? And I said, we'll never work. I'm glad I was wrong in all cases. To me, this idea, I have to tell you, Rudy, does not seem good. But then Jesse started saying it was basically Clubhouse in, a, in another form. And I'm like, what do I know? What do I know? So I can't evaluate the, the business savvy of getting in on this idea on the ground floor or even the basement or the second floor. I don't know. I don't know if this thing will work. It sounds, it sounds like it doesn't need to exist. But then plenty of things exist that don't need to in any case. That is not the wisdom I can offer you. The, the wisdom that I can offer is this. Patrick, you have an interesting dad. Rudy, you live, what I've taken from you is that you like to live in, in tension between opposing ideas. You know, you have this, this loathing of technology and, and strong feelings about it. And yet rather than just throw it all aside and go out and run a horsepower farm and ignore technology altogether, you are taking a PhD using technology, presumably these days, in order to learn how to hate technology more. <laughs> you love ships and hate sharks, a normal position. And yet your hatred of super yachts is such that you would refuse that protection. You would rather die by shark than own a super yacht. Uh, uh, you are a fan of the Minnesota Vikings, a football team. And yet you have, even before it's begun, the most popular segment on the most popular ultimate Frisbee podcast in the world. That's good stuff. That's interesting. I'm sure Patrick and Bridget and all of the cousins and everybody else appreciate that about you. And I don't think you deserve to be scoffed for pitching this idea once. <laughs> because you... You almost were telling the truth for a second. You had a moment of clarity where you realized, yes, I pitched the idea once. I got scoffed. And now I'm coming back at them again and again just to bug them. You opened the show that way. You've stared into the technological abyss and whether you know it or not, you are stoking rage in order to get attention for yourself and to get lulls out of it that's trolling, my friend. Look it up. Look it up on the Encarta CD-ROM encyclopedia. Trolling. <laughs> you, you are now operating not in good faith, but in bad faith. Now, I, I'll give dads a lot of latitude to bug their children on this podcast. It is one of the few consolations that we enjoy as we shuffle off into irrelevance and the grave. But... It's been going on, on and off for 2017, You know how terrible I am with subtraction. More than four years. Got to knock it off. Got to knock it off with Rudy's Place. The market has spoken. 
Patrick and his sister and his cousins and his aunts, they don't want this thing. They don't want it. They're not going to make it. Now, you've chosen the right path. You've come here. I hate to call it this because I know how you feel about it, but basically the shark tank of fake internet law podcasts. You were right to give this idea to the Judge John Hodgman listenership. Maybe among them, there'll be someone who will be able to crack this code, make a billion dollars, give you the taunting rights, and not buy a super yacht. I am ruling in the children's favor. You must relent. I hate to take away one of the topics of conversation. But the other two are so great. There's just so much you can do with Minnesota Vikings and sharks and boats. But I have to, I have to stop your bad faith torment of your children in light of your own words, your own understanding of how technology sparks the use of rage as a, uh, a, a dopamine hit. You got to cut yourself off from that. I absolutely encourage you to come up with another app idea. That would be fine. But in the meantime, Rudy's place is now the public square, the public domain. Judge John Hodgman, listeners, go for it. Make it happen. I will I will donate $100 to a pitch that makes sense to me. Why am I doing this? Hodgman at MaximumFun.org. <laughs> <laughs> if you can make sense of this idea, I will I will invest $100 of my own money. That makes me the Chris Saka of this podcast. Patrick, at the same time, I order you don't scoff at your dad. You're lucky to have an interesting one. And also, you got to give him a segment on the podcast. You got to at this point. Everyone's dying for it. People are writing me right now. The segment on Sin the Fields, Rudy's Place, the top segment on the number one Ultimate Frisbee podcast. This is the sound of a gavel. <laughs> Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Patrick, are you satisfied with this verdict? Absolutely. Um, I don't think I could ask for anything more. Uh, I would certainly appreciate uh, the judge's ruling that I need to not scoff at my father and appreciate him because I certainly do appreciate him, but I can always appreciate him more because he is very interesting. He's a very loving father and I can't have asked for anything more for one. So as far as I'm concerned, come out of here uh, with a father and potentially now another great segment on my podcast. So a win-win for me. Rudy, how are you feeling? Uh, I think it's fair. I might need a little clarification because... There will be moments when I don't have to say a word, but just raise an eyebrow and they'll know what I'm thinking. <laughs> and whether that constitutes... <laughs> whether that constitutes a, a prohibited taunt or not is, is something that I... I uh, I might I might need a further clarification on. Here's my ruling on that real quick. You can raise your eyebrow whenever you God or whatever damn please, Rudy. And if Bridget or or Patrick comes to you or any of those cousins, 
and they say to you, you're thinking about Rudy's place, aren't you? You just say, what? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm thinking about ethics and gaming journalism. Fair enough. Well, Patrick, Rudy, thanks for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Another Judge John Hodgman case in the books. Before we dispense swift justice, our thanks to Jen Cunningham for naming this week's episode. There's an app Ellet Court for that. If you'd like to name an episode, like Judge John Hodgman on Facebook. That's where we ask for your suggestions. Follow us on Twitter at Jesse Thorne and at Hodgman. Hashtag your Judge John Hodgman tweets, hashtag JJHO, and check out the Maximum Fun subreddit. That's at MaximumFun.reddit.com to discuss the episode. We're on Instagram at Judge John Hodgman. Make sure to follow us there for evidence and other fun stuff. Our producer, the ever-capable, and always with a made bed, Jennifer Marble. <laughs> We can see her bed behind her in the video Very conference well. now. Very well. You got look. In the age of Rudy's place, you got to look good. You got to come correct. Yeah. Jennifer's bringing decorative pillow game. Okay. Now let's get to swift justice. I can never figure out what to do with them when I'm asleep. Decorative pillows. I'm like, do I just put it on put the them, floor? That seems I, weird. I put it on my desk chair. Uh, I put one between my knees. I'm a side sleeper. Um, oh, that's smart. Yeah. That's smart. That's good for your back. Now, Swift Justice, where we answer your small disputes with a quick judgment. Jennifer from Arizona says, My husband insists on seasoning the cast iron pans every time we use them. We can't just clean them and put them away. We have to clean them, oil them, and bake them in the oven for an hour. It's an (laughs) argument every time. Yeah, Jennifer's husband, you don't know what you're doing with the cast. That's not how you take care of cast iron pans over time. You season them once. And then after each use, you sleep with them between your knees. Everyone knows this. (laughs) No, I mean, I I saw Jesse Thorne shaking his head there, too. It's not sleep between the sleep with them between your knees. You you just you just you just got to clean them and then you give them a little bit of oil, a little a little oil coating. And that's it. Right, Jesse? Yeah. I mean, you don't even have to give them a little oil coating, frankly. The whole point of cast iron is that once it's seasoned, as long as you're not cooking something super acidic in it for a long time or really scrubbing it with a Brillo pad, that you can just cook with it indefinitely, essentially rinsing it out between uses, and uh, it will get better and better over time. Yeah. It's beautiful because it's imperfect, not because you're trying to perfect it every time. You know, you can make errors in a cast iron pan. You can mess a cast iron pan up and then re-season it. You know, to paraphrase David Reese, uh, the author of How to Sharpen Pencils and also the co-creator of Dicktown on Hulu, bit.ly slash Dicktown. Uh, the pursuit of perfection is the way of sadness. So take it easy on your pans. If it looks dry, if it looks dry, add a little oil. Add a little oil between.
just cry. fine with me. Right. Okay. That's it for this week's episode. Submit your cases at MaximumFun.org slash JJHO or email Hodgman at MaximumFun.org. No case is too small. We'll see you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.